taking us to the bottom of the hour will be Greg Davis with Eric Swithin. Now, you might be thinking, Greg's heading to Israel. How can he be here? We will play a conversation for you between Greg and Eric Swithin about the, his documentary, uh, Eric's documentary, The Fatherless Epidemic. And then it's, it's about what it says in the title. And we'll talk about that leading up till seven o'clock. So after you, we play this conversation for you, we'll then talk about family and fatherlessness. So here it is, Greg and Eric. Thank you for being with us. It is Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you. Hope everybody's just wonderful out there this evening. Uh, we are uh, excited to visit with a new friend of mine, Eric Swithin. And uh, he's uh, on a topic that we've been on uh, on the show here recently. And um, I think it, this is becoming a, a really growing trend of bringing awareness and solutions to a big problem. You know, and we've got to define the problems to uh, know the solutions and uh, we've got problems in our country and one of those is fatherlessness and so uh, eric joins us as uh, the executive director of uh, the fatherlessepidemic.org and uh, let's talk about fatherlessness a little bit and then um, also get to this uh, movie that you've produced eric so welcome to the program my friend thank you so much for the opportunity yeah tell us uh why you're passionate about uh, the fatherless uh, epidemic. Um, this is a big issue. Tell us about the problem and why you're so passionate about it. I'd love to share my story. You know, I grew up in a really rough situation and was exposed to a lot of abuse, every kind of abuse you can imagine. I'll save you the gory details. We grew up in poverty and uh, we grew up in across the railroad tracks on a rough side of town and we were exposed to things that kids just shouldn't be exposed to and a lot of that had to do with uh, my mom and dad getting divorced at a young age and my dad being pushed out by the family court system mm. and my mom just trying to stay afloat but being a young parent and also you know still growing up herself uh, she made a lot of mistakes exposed us to a lot of really bad things it was a typical story of a single mom um, just trying to raise kids but also have a life of her own and that exposed us to just tremendous heartache and abuse and abandon and what that translated to as a young man was me going out and trying to find validation and trying to fill the hole in my heart in every way I possibly could with drugs and women and even uh, getting involved with gangs and crime uh, I was stabbed as a teenager and almost murdered and um, that translated even into my adult years, seeking validation as a United States Marine and figuring if I could serve my country and carry a gun and go and hunt down bad guys, that maybe, maybe then I'd be a real man and maybe I would be worth something. And I found that later on after the Marine Corps and the business world, pursuing money and pursuing women and uh, driving a nice car, living in a nice house, and pursuing all the things that the world told me were good. And ultimately, as I really found Christ and gave my life to God and went all in, two feet in, I began to realize that none of that stuff satisfied. What I was doing was compensating. Because I didn't have an active father in my life, I was doing everything and anything to find validation and find work. 
So I think everybody does that, whether they're fatherless or they grow up without a, a loving father in the house. I think everybody seeks validation. Everybody tries to fill the holes in their heart. But I think with fatherlessness, people try to fill those voids and pursue validation to a much higher degree, which is why you see 85% of men who are in prison come from a fatherless home. They're trying to find validation. They're trying to find family and meaning in a fraternity or a gang, uh, a gang or you name it. And we see the same thing for young ladies. Yeah. So that's how this all came about. Yeah. How, just give us some of the, the, I don't know, stats or, you know, story or, or, or about how bad this problem is. I, I've talked about it here on the show, but I like hearing it from someone who, from like you who is focused in on this as, as a passion and, and doing something about it. Uh, just how bad is the fatherless uh, problem here in, in our country? Well, I appreciate you answering or asking that question. I, you know, I found myself in the business world for many years running statistics and regressions and really looking at data and, and numbers. And so it's kind of a passion that I had from the get-go. And when I went into the ministry, I sort of, to be honest with you, I sort of just stumbled upon it. And, and one day, it was, it was like a light bulb went off. I started digging a little bit further, and, and everywhere I looked, every rock that I turned over, I started to notice that it, it honed back into this fatherlessness issue. And so I just mentioned a second ago, 85% of men in prison are from a fatherless home. Well, that same stat, almost identical, is true for young people that are in juvenile detention facilities. I started looking at youngsters that are involved in any kind of violent activity, and it went right back to fatherlessness. There was a connection there. Uh, I started looking at abortion statistics, right, as, as a church, yeah. as a Christian community. We always harp on abortion. It's such a, a, a big deal, and it is. It's huge. And I just never imagined that that would also be connected to fatherlessness. And what I mean by that is that if you're a woman and you come from a fatherless home, you are far more likely to get an abortion and to look for that as a solution if you end up getting pregnant. I started looking at uh, drugs and alcohol and substance abuse. You have a much higher propensity to be an addict of any kind if you come from a fatherless home. Suicide rates you have a much higher propensity to commit suicide if you come from a fatherless home. Eating disorders, sexual crimes, if you look at most sex offenders, a vast majority of them come from a fatherless home. And I, I really, I, I tried to find some stats that would say, hey, this doesn't have anything to do with fatherlessness, but I looked at the vast majority of our societal ills and every time I would look into the data behind those societal ills, I ended up finding that there was a much higher propensity for suffering and poverty and crime and all of these other things that we're treating as symptoms for the main cause, which I believe the primary issue in our society in America is the problem of fatherlessness. And I think that the data supports that. Completely. So it's like there's this common denominator between all of these uh, ills or evils uh, that are manifesting themselves in our nation, and there's a common source, and it, it's fatherlessness. <laughs> there's not there's not father. I saw a stat the other day. 
I think it was current. Uh, 51% of children born out of wedlock. Um, now, that doesn't mean they don't all have a father in their life. They may, uh, according to how you define that stuff. But just think about that. 51%. That's overall. Some demographics are much higher than that. So um, just really a big issue. And I, I'm excited to, to get to know you, Eric. You live up in the Shoals area. Is that, that's correct, Florence. Muscle Shoals up that way, right? Yes, sir. That's correct. Yep. And so uh, I'm excited to meet to meet you and connect with you because you're local and you're at, you're in our listening area. So you're a great source for this for churches and for uh, for family ministries or organizations that want to address this. I know you can help them. Uh, and one thing you've done, um, you've worked with a, I know a group of people, a whole group, uh, and you guys have put together a really really good uh what do we call it a film a documentary uh, is that what are we calling it i saw it but tell me what we call it well we're calling it a, a documentary it's a 53 minute documentary that is called the fatherless epidemic and it is designed uh, for someone who loves god and wants to understand why our society is crashing and burning and understand the underlying problem of all of it, which is this fatherless epidemic. Yeah, I saw it. I viewed it. Uh, Eric was uh, nice enough to let me get a preview of it, and uh, I thought it was very compelling um, and uh, had me on the edge of my seat the entire time, and uh, I, I'm recommending it to you. It's a sobering uh, documentary. I mean, it it's well done. It'll keep you on the edge of your seat. I'm not saying it's not entertaining because it, it keeps your attention. But it's very sobering, and I know um, you guys have got some some solutions as well. Anybody can talk about the problem, but I know you guys have some solutions, and people can visit fatherlessepidemic.org, and there's uh, all kinds of ministries now working together, not competing with one another, working together to try to provide uh, solutions, resources, opportunities for uh, Christian people, uh, church churches, ministries to all sort of come together and say, let's do something about this. And Eric, we've got to, you, basically, you need to just start right in your own community, right? That's it. You know, we have seen uh, this play out over the course of the last nine years. We've been in fatherless ministry, and I just encourage the church with this one thing, and that is one of the first communities that we started in, which is Houston, Texas, in some of the most violent areas of the city. Uh, our partner ministries and our ministry, we're seeing a huge reduction in murder rates in other areas uh, that I mentioned statistically. Because the church is stepping up and being a part of the great mandate of James 1.27 that says that church that's pure and undefiled, church that's done right, to the needs of the orphan and the widow. And when the church begins to step up and do what God calls them to do, we're seeing a lot of these societal ills start to fall. Amen. Thank you, Eric. We appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Have a good one. God bless. Yes, sir. You too. God bless you. All righty. Thanks to Eric, man. I mean, look, they're all over. It's a short documentary, less than an hour, but you need to see it. And uh, this is definitely one of the most pressing issues in America. As he said, you can link all problems back to fatherless kids. Now, you can go further than that to other spiritual issues as well. But look, uh, it all kind of runs through there. And so, you know, we've got all kind of government programs. We've got all kind of, um, 
you know, community programs, everybody trying to solve the, the, the societal ills. We're just treating the symptoms. But we know as believers and we know as the church and we know as pastors and ministers and people of prayer and people of spiritual action, we know that uh, there's uh, a spiritual root to this. And uh, it's time for us to step up and begin to meet this right in your own neighborhood, right in your own community. That was Greg Davis talking to Eric Swithin about Eric's documentary titled The Fatherless Epidemic. Please go and check that out. This is Nate Williams again. When we come back from our break, we'll talk about that conversation, fatherlessness, the family, and what we can do about it. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Keetan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... We are back, friends. This is Priority Talk Radio. My name is Nate Williams. In the last segment, we played a conversation for you by, uh, between Greg Davis and Eric Swithin about fatherlessness. Uh, the fatherlessness. Did I say that right? Anyways, that's what the conversation is on. Greg right now is actually on his way to Israel. But we thought, okay, this was a great topic to talk about. And that's what we will kind of stay on up until the end of this show. So anyways, check out that documentary. It's, it's, it's a good one. And it's heartbreaking to hear the story. Uh, Eric, just rough childhood, uh, divorced parents, a lot of abuse, uh, just dabbled in various behaviors, uh, crime, and sought validation in different ways. And uh, just some awful things happened to him. And what we often hear is the solution to our problems. One we hear is government. Okay, more government programs, better social welfare programs. That'll solve societal ills. While I'm not against good programs, I mean, if they're going to be there, might as well be good, that's not the ultimate answer. Sometimes people will talk about education. They'll say, well, if our school systems were better, if they had more money, better programs, better after-school programs for our kids, uh, paid teachers more, I'm not against any of those things. Again, I think our teachers should make more money. I want our school systems to be the best. Like, okay, yes, that, that would be helpful. But let me tell you, if kids are really hungry, 
they might not really they might not be able to focus too much on school if kids are they come home and mom and dad are constantly fighting yelling throwing stuff at each other all of a sudden a kid's not gonna care a whole lot sometimes this isn't the case but oftentimes a kid is not going to care a whole lot about school and homework it's I just want to make it through the day. I want mom and dad to stop yelling at each other and and, and thoughts of that nature. So again, school systems, we want them to improve and we want to take the necessary actions to do that. Sure. But ultimately, the, the family is the basic building block of society. Mother and a father with children we need marriages to be strong we want the divorce rate to go down because if you listen to the last segment again we played a conversation between greg davis and eric swithin the the fatherlessness the root of a lot of our societal ills is an absent father a father that's not there and think about abortion and crime and it's an indicator sometimes broken homes are an indicator that the kids that come from broken homes will then create more broken homes and it's this high uh, this cycle of heartbreak and despair and i and so if we want to get to the root of the issue we need to care about our fathers we talk a lot about uh, mothers and feminism and yes that, that's mothers are incredible if you are a mom out there you do a wonderful job we are so thankful for our, our moms out there y'all are awesome but we need good dads we need dads who are present yes but being present is the bare minimum we want good dads who mentor and disciple you take your kids to church that'll be there ball games and practices and recitals and plays we'll we'll check on their kids hey how you do your homework today or how was school or just things like that check in go take your kids on activities i'm thinking of my own dad very thankful to have a present and active father in my home and I always remember he would take me to sports games. We would go in some places. I played AAU for a little while. We'd go all over the state, maybe into a couple other states for the weekend uh, basketball tournaments. I think this was early high school. And that was, I enjoyed spending time with him and getting to travel. He would take me to a lot of my sports practices. He would go to our recitals. I played piano as a kid and so did my sisters i i'm the only brother i have three sisters go to recitals with us i remember uh, just basically throwing the football with him in the yard a lot of sports memories i guess that's because i'm a boy Uh, i just remember those things and i remember working on cars with him a little bit he was much better than me at that stuff but i would uh, as as the joke goes i would hold the flashlight and hope i would uh, not shine it in the wrong place but anyways i would help him as i was able to a lot of good memories and very very thankful my dad was not a perfect man but i'm not a perfect son either and i'm not going to be a perfect father uh, when i'm lord willing and when i have children 
And and so, but but that made an impact on me. I learned a lot about work ethic from my dad. My dad was and is a very hard worker. Couldn't sit still. Always had to be working on something, thinking on uh, thinking about something. Always had projects and all that stuff. And so I then kind of have that work ethic from him. Uh, my dad's very uh, logical, rational thinker. And so I got a lot of that from him as well. Anyways, very, very blessed. And so I can't imagine my upbringing without my dad. He was in the Navy and uh, we moved around a whole lot. Very blessed. And so to, to the church out there, how are we helping fathers? To the older men listening, are you mentoring the next generation? Do you take him under your wing? Do you show? Because think about it. A father shows his son how to do various things, how to work on this, how to do that, etc. But sometimes not everyone grew up with a father. And so people, young adult men, often look for father type figures wherever they are. Sometimes they're not the best figures, whether it's someone they know or someone in society, hopefully not someone like Andrew Tate or whatever. But they will look for an older father figure. And so that's quite the opportunity. So to the older guys out there listening, are you in that kind of role with the young men in your life? Coworkers, uh, if that's appropriate. Uh, People in your church, if that's appropriate. It's It's a gaping hole that young fathers and young men need Mentors to show them the ropes. How it really takes a village. It does. I can think of a lot of people in my church now, older men that I look up to, and I'm very blessed and very thankful for them. And that's just where we need to be. That being pro life, kind of taking a step back, one of the main complaints about being pro life is that, oh, you only care about the unborn. That's it. You don't care about anyone else. Once they're born, you can. Leave them to do whatever. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's fair. But I do think we could always do more. So when uh, when when babies are born, mothers still need resources, still need clothes, still need diapers. Uh, well, actually, that's when the diapers start, actually. Sorry. Uh, they need clothes. They need diapers. They need uh, supplies in various ways. Support babysitters as as kids get older but then fathers need help too Uh, you think whether it's a mother or a father sometimes there's job training there's education because depending on your field if you have a degree that might help you to earn more money but sometimes it's tough to go to school and have and raise a kid at the same time it's it's difficult and so churches and and third-party type community organizations can come in, step in, and and offer some help. And like I said, men need mentors. We all do, and so that means men do as well. I think these are just ways that churches can help out. Uh, Babysitting as appropriate, given sometimes a mother and a father need, need a date night. Just reality. You need to just go out have some fun, create some memories, and someone needs to watch the kids. I don't know. What are your ideas? I want to hear them. Text in at 205-941-1011.
how can we help young men and young fathers in our community? I want to hear what you have to say. Please text in 205-941-1011. When we come back, we'll talk more about these things on the other side. Priority Talk. Marketing can be overwhelming. The marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money. Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with a purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. Hey, everybody, this is Kurt Cameron, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. This is Priority Talk Radio. We're on Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 p.m. My name's Nate Williams. We have Stuart on the other side of the glass, man in the boards. Very thankful for him. Greg Davis is on his way to Israel, I believe, today. Uh, But we played a conversation a little bit earlier in this second hour before we hit 6.30, a conversation between him and Eric Swithin, about fatherlessness i always with those kind of words i always want to say like fatherlessnessness you know like just make sure you say it right but i realize that's not it you add the less at the end then you add the ness so it's like fatherlessness did i say that right yes exactly it just sounds funny anyways it was a good conversation and we've been talking about it since then and that will carry us to seven o'clock if you miss any of our conversation please check out our podcast priority talk we also have a website prioritytalkradio.com and so i'm just uh, eric in his conversation with Greg mentioned a few statistics and I have some more here about the fatherless epidemic in our uh, in our country and how it's really wreaking havoc on society this is from AFPI America First Policy Institute and just listen to these statistics they'll break your heart and we have to act as the part of the local church wherever you are How is the church trying to meet needs and repair families? Anyways, here are these statistics. Across America, 2022 data indicates there are approximately 18.3 million children who live without a father in the home, comprising about one in four U.S. children. Over 18 million children without a father in the home. About 80% of single-parent homes are led by single mothers. Children from single-parent families are twice as likely to suffer from mental health and behavioral problems as those living with married parents. In one study... 70% of youth in state-operated facilities were from single-parent homes. Children with an actively engaged father perform much better in school, 
Some data shows that they are 33% less likely to repeat a class and 43% more likely to get A's in school. In a study of 56 school shootings, only 10 of the shooters, or 18%, were raised in a stable home with both biological parents. 82% grew up in either an unstable family environment or grew up without both biological parents together. And so again, school shootings and mass shootings in general are all terrible and they all don't they don't have one single explanation but i do think uh, fathers or lack of is a part of that equation what how how exactly large a role does that play i'm not sure i wouldn't be the person to ask on that but it does play a, a role and uh, so just going through these those were kind of the I was about to say the highlights of the stats. No, those would be the lowlights of the stats. But going to mental health, uh, let's see. Some data suggests that 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. And 85% of children who exhibit behavioral disorders are from fatherless homes. Goodness, this is depressing but we we need to know like you we do need to know unfortunately uh overall data suggests that children from single parent families are twice as likely to suffer from mental health and behavioral problems as those living with married parents research also suggests that high risk children in single parent homes have nearly five times greater chance of developing mood disorders than those in dual parent households. Anyways, you you I could they have education outcomes. There's abortion rates. Oh man, fatherlessness and criminal activity. And so again, you'll hear a lot of shouting politically from both sides. This is the problem. No. This is the problem. The left, typically, when there's a problem in society, the left will look to government. Hey, can you create a certain program? Can you do this? Can you do that? Uh, the right typically does not go in that direction. But the, we know the ultimate answer to a lot of societal ills. It's fathers. We need fathers in the home. We need fathers present and active. And so, again, I ask to those of you involved in your local church, well, first off, bless you. Local churches do so many good things in their community, food pantries, to uh, helping out with the homeless, to just all sorts of counseling, offering counseling, to just uh, charities and mission work and just so many good things for communities all over the world. So that's great if you're involved in the local church. But what are we doing when it comes to this specific topic? I have to ask that for for myself because it's easy for me. I'm talking on the radio. It's easy for me to just say things and point the finger, you know, neener, neener. What's wrong with you? Do better. I have to point the finger at myself. What am I doing? So again, 
churches, get involved, uh, offer help however you can, you know, maybe offer programs, offer ways for fathers to get more involved with their children, offer classes. I know finances is a big issue. I talk to many young adults, adults around my age, give or take, and a lot of us don't know what to do with money. Uh, credit cards, uh, credit scores, how to save 401ks. So churches could help out by offering finance classes and, as is appropriate, offering financial help in various ways. Uh, you think uh, scholarships maybe to go to school or, or tech school. It doesn't have to be um, traditional school. It could be just various programs. I know that oftentimes churches help out in various ways offering employment there are different jobs at the church that can kind of help out partial income, uh, part-time jobs. I'm just kind of kind of spitballing at this point, just thinking of different ways. Uh, but, uh, accountability groups. Men need good, healthy groups of men to check on them. Hey, have we been reading our Bible? Are we praying? How have we been doing at work? How, we, how are we treating our wife? Uh, well, it wouldn't be our wife, your wife, but you get what I'm saying. Okay, I, I might need a little help. Do y'all have better suggestions? How can we help young men and young fathers to be good fathers in the home? Text in 205-941-1011. Now, when you text in, you can also text the letters PTR. You text those three letters you will join our texting program. No one else will read your messages. Don't don't worry. These are not group chats where you can, you know, everyone will see what you're saying. No, the only people who read these messages are Greg and myself. But text the letters PTR to the number 205-941-1011. And so then when we have special guests or we're talking about a special topic, we'll often send out a text to y'all and saying, hey, tonight we're talking about so-and-so. Do you have any questions, comments, or uh, things of that nature? So anyways, my question to you, how can we help fathers and young men be active in the home, to be present? What can we do as the church? Because, yes, we want to talk about Jesus. I'm about Jesus all day long. Uh, we're, we're sinners in need of a Savior. And so the gospel is first and foremost but one thing we don't often talk about as much is the fact that gospel repairs and mends relationships. It helps us to forgive. Sometimes forgiveness straight up, I'm going to be honest, it's a, it's a miracle. The, the stories of abuse and, and various crimes that are committed and then someone forgives the person that did all those nasty things to them. Sometimes forgiveness is a straight-up miracle. And the gospel, it, it's a part of that. Think about the way God loves us. Anyways, we, we, we make the gospel individualistic. What can I get from God? I just want my ticket punched. I want to go to heaven. Yes, you do. If you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will go to heaven. But the gospel means something for us while we're on earth as well. The gospel repairs and mends relationships. As God has loved you, you now can love others. As God has forgiven you and me, we are to go out and forgive others. 
and there's patience and there's kindness and there's goodness. There's not keeping record of wrongs and not saying that if you're in a very abusive situation, oh, I guess I have to forgive my abuser and stay here forever. No, 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 no. Sometimes pastors give awful advice when it comes to abuse and abusers. No, no, don't don't hear me when I say that at all. If you are in a situation like that, go. you need to be somewhere safe. So please hear me when I say that. But what I'm saying overall is the gospel heals hearts, mends relationships, and heals marriages. I know a lot of marriages are in a tough place, and marriage is difficult. Uh, I've, I've been married for several years now, and I know sometimes I'm a big jerk, and my wife loves me for some reason, very thankful for her. Uh, but marriage can be tough, but the gospel changes hearts. The Holy Spirit transforms us. Friends, we are heading towards the 7 o'clock hour. We're almost there. That means it's the end of the show. But do not worry. Tomorrow we have a special guest, Tommy Littleton. He'll be here in studio live for you uh, tomorrow. I'm very excited. He's going to do a great job. He always does. So that's something you can look forward to. We're on Mondays through Fridays. 5 to 7 p.m. This is WXJC Radio Priority Talk. We'll be back tomorrow. So I'm going-